Hi, I'm Taylor, and you're listening to the Birth Prep Podcast. podcast. Today I'm kicking off a three-part series where I wanted to like kind of walk you guys through like the Cliff Notes DIY version of what I walk my clients through when we're doing birth prep coaching together. I help women prepare their mind, their body, and their team to best support them and the goals that they've set for their birth that day. So I want to kind of help you guys do that. So I'm going to have a mindset podcast. I'm going to have a preparing your body one and a preparing your team one. So this is the first one today. We're going to chat about preparing your mind. Um, I wanted to chat with you guys really quick before we get started on that, why you guys should prepare prepare for your birth. I like to compare birth to running a marathon. Let's say you sign up for a marathon and you show up on race day and you made a plan to train, but you never actually did anything about it. What are your odds of success at that point? They're pretty slim (laughs) of winning the race. Like you're probably, you might cross the finish line, you know, but your odds of success are probably pretty slim. The more preparation work you put in, the higher your chance of success. Yes, you're never guaranteed to win the race. That is never 100% guaranteed for any runner, no matter how hard they prepare. Anything can happen that day, right? There's other people involved, all these different things, all these different aspects. And you never know. You can never guarantee your win that day, just like with birth, but you can better prepare yourself for the highest chance of success. So the same way a runner would prepare their mindset for that day and prepare their body and understand how their body's working so that they can best manage things that day in the moment when, especially when their brain is like, give up, you should quit. You should, this is getting too hard. There's no way you can finish this. Like that is the same thing we go through with our childbirth. So a lot of people like to make the thing, well, it doesn't matter if I make a plan or it doesn't matter if I prepare because things happen and blah, blah, blah. But like you're setting yourself up for your best chance of success. Your odds of winning the race, quote unquote, having the birth plan succeed that you prepared for and stuff, your odds are so much higher when you make a plan and you put in the preparation for it. Anyways, I could talk about that all day. There's so many like comparisons, but I just wanted to tell you guys a little bit about why I think it's important. And honestly, I have the lived experience too. It's way better when you prepare yourself. You are able to make better decisions for yourself. You're able to handle the stresses of birth. You're able to handle things going sideways a lot better. And it's just an all around better situation, even if you don't end up getting exactly what you were planning on. These episodes are probably going to be a little more juicy than my normal episodes as far as like lengthwise and obviously content wise. I want them to be pretty value packed and these are going to be like pillar episodes that I send people back to because I get questions all the time. Well, how do I prepare my body? Well, what should I do to be preparing my team to help me? Um, How do I prepare my mind? That's the one I get the most because mindset is the most commonly skipped over thing, but it's like the most important thing that you can do to prepare for your birth, which is why we're going to start here. So let's chat about preparing your mind for birth. First, I want you to understand that it's your brain's job to keep you safe. Every single day, your brain's core function is to keep you alive. Literally, that's its job. It keeps you safe by offering you thoughts. And these thoughts might be true. They might not be true, but your brain is just trying to either keep you from doing something or trying to convince you to do something so that they can ground you in safety. Your brain keeps you safe by doing things that it's always done, right? They know what's safe. 
They know, hey, we don't run our finger across a knife. Hey, we don't jump out of the second story window. You know, we're not doing those things, but like, hey, we wake up, we go to work every day. So we make sure we have money. So would the lights stay on and all that stuff? Like our brain knows what to do in order to keep us safe and comfortable. It's also wired to conserve energy. It doesn't want to do a lot of difficult work. It's trying to keep you in a nice, safe zone. So if something comes up, they have energy to deal with that, whatever. There's so many things our brain does. And that's just like a little glimpse. This is important information to know so that we can understand how our brain is going to function during birth that day so we can be prepared. So we're going to dive into some of the things that I work with my clients with. We answer a lot of what ifs. When we have like, well, what if such and such happens? Like our big fears. Like my last baby, I had this irrational fear that my baby was going to be breached and I was going to not know. And then I was going to start giving birth and then something would go wrong and we'd have to rush to the hospital. I was having a home birth. And that was like my biggest fear. And one, I was borrowing that story. We'll get to that in a minute. And two, like I, I had to sit down and educate myself like, okay, what happens if my baby is breached? Like, what's what are the odds of this happening? What are the odds of this happening? What can we do if that ends up happening? Like, I was answering those what ifs and then it immediately became less scary. Like, when my kids are scared of something and it's in the dark and they don't really know what it is, but it looks scary in the dark, right? And then we turn the light on and it's a pile of stuffed animals or dirty clothes or whatever. And obviously like then it becomes so so much less scary and that's the same thing when we shed light on the situation for our brain we're like hey we get that you're scared of that but like here's the facts here's what we could do in this situation to make things better for ourselves here's how we can handle things like then it gives your brain a plan of action then your brain isn't so freaked out about well what if this happens well what if it happens what are you going to do you can tell your brain, hey brain, if this happens, we're going to do this. It gives your brain a sense of security and it kind of gives you like a plan of action if things go wrong, which happens all the time. And I think it's important, but especially those things that keep coming up, like for me with the breached birth, like you need to identify those things and shed light on those what ifs helps your brain so much. So we'll just chat about giving back stories next. I think you should give back any birth stories that are not serving you. There are plenty a plethora of horror stories out there traumatic painful awful terrible birth experiences i have some of my own and those birth stories are unhelpful to carry into our next birth that's exactly what i did with my second baby i had a traumatic painful terrible awful experience with my first baby and i truly believed that birth would always be that way for me i didn't do any thought work around it i didn't do any healing of my birth trauma and i carried all of that in with the belief that birth was going to be this way right into my second birth and guess what i created a very similar experience to my first time and it did not have to be that way but it was that way because that was my belief and i was clinging to that birth story for dear life instead of giving it back to the baby that it belonged to and we do this with our mother's birth story and our friend's birth story and the strangers on the internet's birth story. We do it with our own birth stories. We cling on to them and say, okay, you know what? Yep, this is going to totally happen. Th- this is going to happen in my birth situation because it happened to them. It's going to happen to me. That's exactly what happened with me in the breached birth situation. I, this is my fourth baby. I had never been scared of that in a previous birth at all. And I was like, what, like, what is this? It kept coming up. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm scared of it. I asked for an extra ultrasound, which isn't something I would normally do. And all that stuff, like I was like scared. I could feel baby's butt, guys. I could see it on the ultrasound and I was still scared of it. And I had to really dive deep and say, okay, where is this coming from? And I had a family member who had told me her birth story 
in my early pregnancy when I was pregnant with him. And she told me her whole plan, her whole beautiful birth plan and how it was ruined because they couldn't get her baby to turn and her doctors signed her up for a c-section and that's the route she took and her whole birth plan her whole dream birth flew right out the window and I was like oh here I am planning my dream birth that's gonna happen to me too my brain was using it as evidence our brains love evidence right they're like hey that happened to her it's totally gonna happen to you and yeah it it could have happened to me of course there's always the chance of something like that happening But me clinging to that and having that come up all the time was not helpful for my mindset. And it's something I really enjoy working with my clients on. I know they don't really enjoy it because it's heavy work to do, right? It's It can be difficult, especially if it's stemming from a previous traumatic birth experience of yours. And I get that, right? I've done the work myself too. And I get that it can be really difficult, but it's such powerful work to do and to start opening our brain to have evidence for what could happen in a positive light? Like this is, is this another thing we work on? We work on giving our brain evidence. We say, Hey, look, this person accomplished the exact thing we're planning and they did it effortlessly and they had an amazing experience. And I can have that experience too, because both things can be true, right? That fear of yours might happen, but that dream birth experience of yours is worth putting in the effort for, because that could very well happen too. Getting clear on your plan is important so that you can find evidence that your plan is possible. When I was planning for my fourth birth, having always had the typical hospital trauma vibe experience, I was hopeful, of course, that that was going to happen for me, but I had to show my brain because my brain was like, there's no way you can accomplish that. So I had to show my brain, hey, look, this person did it. They had a terrible, awful experience and they turned around and they created this, this magical, beautiful experience that I want. I want that for me. Like I know it's going to be a lot of work, but it's totally possible. Giving your brain evidence is extremely powerful. And I think it's important work to do to prepare your mindset for that day. I think it opens the door to like positive what ifs. Say like, what if I actually make this happen? Like what if I did XYZ and set myself up for the best chance of success? We already briefly chatted about having a plan, but having a plan helps you tell your brain, say like, hey, here's the script. Here's what we're aiming for. Kind of gives your brain some more stability there. So it's not like just going in blind. Like I know a lot of ladies will go in blind, especially when they're scared and they're like, well, I'd just rather not know. I'd just rather go with the flow, blah, blah, blah. But like that can be more anxiety inducing. And I, I do not recommend that. Um, I've known a lot of people who have done that and, um, usually doesn't go too well. I won't, I won't sugarcoat it for you. And I, I did that with some things with my first birth. I educated myself. I went to the, to the birth education class. I read my apps all the time. I Googled literally everything. I asked a bunch of questions. I did all of that stuff. I didn't really truly understand how birth worked. I did not understand the birth industry. I didn't understand a lot of things. Um, but I tried my best to prepare myself. I talked to other people about like what to expect, all that stuff. So I do think I had a decent idea, but I also went in pretty blind as far as like education wise and informing myself on like what would happen and like the different things that they would be implementing and what it was going to be like as far as like monitoring and the IV thing, like all the different things like that. So when I got there, it was kind of like a shock, like, oh my gosh, I didn't know they were going to do this. Well, I didn't know they were going to do this. Well, I didn't even know that was an option. So like, what do I choose at that point? I was just making very poor, uninformed decisions for myself. 
And that can obviously lead to a lot of freak out in the moment for your brain. Your brain is like, okay, here we go. All of these different things. I don't even know what to choose. This is the worst case scenario and everything's going to go bad and blah, 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 blah. It's so important to inform yourself on all of the things. I think informing yourself on all the different decisions that you can make surrounding your birth, especially the ones that are normally made for you. That way you can know what all of your options are for each and every decision that you get to make. And then you can weigh the risks versus benefits for each of those options apply it to your certain situation, and make a decision that you feel really good about. Understanding all of this ahead of time helps so much because, yeah, you can prepare for your specific plan, and that's incredibly important. Please do that. But if you're not kind of like understanding birth as a whole, if you're not understanding all the decisions and all the different options and all those things, when you are presented with a possibility of a problem in the delivery room, and then you don't know enough information to make a truly informed decision. You don't know whether it's the right choice to watch and wait or whether to choose option A or option B, whatever they're offering for that certain situation. And like they can tell you what they think is best, but like at that point, someone else is making the decision for you, right? And your brain knows that. There's a lot of freak out that happens when you don't know what to choose. If you have the information that you need, it's so much better to make clear, informed decisions. And honestly, that's the best thing that you can do for you and your baby is being the one making all the decisions. Like giving your power away in the birthplace is not good. Yeah, in some cases it can be fine and everything turns out okay. But like in a lot of cases, like every time I've given my power away in the delivery room, it's resulted in birth trauma. And that's the the same thing for a lot of women, most women who are experiencing birth trauma. It's a result of them giving their power away and other people making decisions for them and then literally giving the control to somebody else. You are the only person in that room that has yours and baby's best interest placed at the top priority. Like that is your top priority that day. Okay, maybe your partner's too, but like, you know what I mean? Your provider has other interests at play. Yeah, they might want to care for you, but also they have to be worrying about their paycheck. They have to be worrying about their possibility of being sued, their convenience in unfortunate situations. And these things can totally be placed at a higher priority than you and your baby. Informed consent Although it is our right as a patient, it is not given, it is taken. It is your responsibility. You've got to be a smart consumer. You are hiring your provider to provide a service for you. And I know a lot of ladies who would put more effort into researching their refrigerator than they would their provider. And I get that. I was that girl once upon a time too. We're made to think that these doctors know best, they have our best interest at heart, and they're an authority figure and we should listen and do what they say. Don't let other people make the decisions for you. Make sure that you are the one making all the decisions for yourself and for your baby that day. It's important and your brain will appreciate it a lot because your brain will be prepared to make other decisions if and when it's needed. And finally, I want to wrap things up with chatting about birth affirmations. Birth affirmations, I used to kind of think they were stupid. Like when I had my first baby, I didn't even look at them. Like the, they didn't make sense to me. I'm like, okay, that's nice. That's cute. That's nice phrases to say. So positive, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't understand like how they worked for our brain. We talked in the beginning about how it's our brain's job to keep us safe. And our brain is going to do this by offering us thoughts. And those thoughts can feel really true, especially in the moment. And if your brain is telling you when you are reaching that transitional phase of labor and it's getting really tough and your brain is like, oh my God, like, what is she, like, what is this girl doing? What is happening right now? We should not be doing this. Like something could definitely go wrong. Your brain is going to start with those thoughts. Girl, you can't do this. This is too hard. Something's going to go wrong. Your baby's going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. 
you might die. Like it goes to that extreme, man. It's just trying to keep you from going through with it. Like as if you have a choice at that point, but that's its job, right? It's just trying to keep you safe. One, this is really good information to have, right? Because we can understand what's happening when those thoughts come up and just be like, oh, I see what's happening here. My brain's doing that human brain thing. It's what they do. But you can also prepare and have positive practice thoughts or birth affirmations to feed that little brain when things get to that moment, which they probably might. It happens for most of us. So when your brain is freaking out, you have those practice thoughts that you've been practicing for months. You have them printed out in front of you. You have your birth partner reciting them to you and reminding you, hey, guess what? You're safe. You're okay. You were made for this. This means your baby is going to be here so soon. This will all be worth it. Every wave brings you closer to that sweet baby and it helps your brain focus in. And this is really important because our fear can create tension in our body. And when our body is trying to open and relax, that can be a big issue and it can make things take longer and it can make things more painful. And and that's why I think preparing your mindset is so incredibly important. It's a commonly misstep. It's a hugely underrated thing to prepare for your birth. Like every time I start talking about the brain around birth, everyone's like, why are you talking about the brain? Like, don't you talk about like vaginas? (laughs) Like that's kind of the vibe. And I'm like, yeah, but the mindset is honestly more important than talking about the vagina stuff. Like your body knows what to do. Your brain is going to be the thing that keeps you from achieving what you want to achieve if you let it. Like everyone's like, oh, birth is so physical. And yeah, it is. It's labor. It's a lot of work. Like I get that. I'm not going to discount that. But your brain has such a different job that day. And it's going to be so much harder to control your brain versus controlling your body. Like your body knows what to do. Your body made an entire human being without any instruction, an entire organ to sustain that life that, by the way, is disposable. Like your body's badass. Like your body is not going to need, okay, body, let's do this. No, it's your brain. Your brain is the toxic one. Your brain is the one that you are going to need to prepare the most for that day because your body already knows what to do. Your body's going to do it whether you're there or not. Like, you know, so your brain is going to keep your body from doing what it was meant to do, doing what it was built to do. And that's why it's so important to work on this stuff. That was a whole rant. I get really passionate about this stuff. I don't want to say heated because I'm not mad. I had to learn this stuff the hard way though. And I don't want that for you. So I think there's a lot of urgency to this information, which is why I'm doing this three-part series because this information is is important to have. And I know not everybody can afford coaching and coaching is amazing and I love doing it. Um, But I do want to still provide you with this information. You can do like DIY vibes. Um, It's not going to be the same. I get that, but it's going to at least be helpful in getting you in the right direction. Let's recap this because that was a lot. (laughs) You guys need to be answering all of those scary what ifs, those stuffed animals in the corner, if you will, shed light on those and really get a game plan for what happens. Like answer the question, like, well, your brain is keep saying, well, what if this happens? Well, okay. What if it happens? What are we going to do? What is our team going to do? What should we do instead? Where are our options? Like get a game plan in place. Your brain will thank you. Give back birth stories that are not serving you. This one is important. Any stories that you are clinging to, anything that you are using as evidence against yourself, say, hey, you can't make that happen because this is probably going to happen. It happened to you before. It happened to your mom. It happened to so-and-so. And And you want to give those birth stories back to their rightful owners because you're writing a new story here and you're the one holding the pen. We want to be fueling our brain with positive birth stories, evidence that our plan is possible. Say, hey, guess what? This is what we're going to try to achieve. We're going to try our hardest. It might not happen, 
but this is what the goal is. And guess what? They did it. And here's how they did it. And she did it too. And here's how they did it. And it kind of just helps your brain to say, okay, yeah, maybe we can do that too. And they kind of get on board and they're like, yeah, let's do this thing. Let's prepare for it. Let's get ready for it. Having a plan is important, obviously, so that we can provide evidence for that plan happening. But I think it's like a prerequisite to this preparation work because it's going to tell you exactly what kind of plan that you're preparing for. Some of us are planning unmedicated home births. Some of us are planning a peaceful hospital birth. Some of us are planning a family-centered cesarean section. There's no right way to birth. It's whatever the right way is for you in your specific situation, but you want to make sure that you know what the plan is that you're trying to accomplish so that you can prepare your mind, your body, and your team for that specific plan. Furthermore, making a plan helps you inform yourself on all the different decisions that are available to you. I had a lot of decisions made for me with my first baby and honestly also with my second and third. I was coerced. I was lied to. I was like literally manipulated into making the decisions that they wanted me to make. And then some were just straight up made for me. Like they told me this is the only option. You have to do it this way. Understand all the decisions so that you can understand all the different options that are available to you. You can Educate yourself on those options, weigh the risk versus the benefit, apply it to your specific situation, and make a decision for each one, the best decision that you feel for your baby and yourself. And finally, our birth affirmations. Practicing those positive thoughts, having those in your tool belt that day can be incredible when your brain starts to say, hey, you can't do this. And you're like, oh, yes, I can. I was literally made for this. I hope that helps. That was a lot of information that I just threw at you, Um, but it's good stuff and it's important work to be doing. And I know you can DIY coach yourself with that stuff. If you are interested in coaching, there's a link in the show notes to book a console call with me. I would love to chat with you and see what your goals are surrounding your birth and to see if we would be a good fit to work together on your birth preparation journey. I'm also going to stick the link for my birth readiness guide in there for you guys. It has like a quiz that kind of helps you identify the gaps in your birth preparation strategy. It has like a little brain dump situation where you can kind of throw some different things out for what you want to do next. I think it's a great resource to pair with this episode and kind of just help shed some light on where you're at and see, okay, what do I still need to be doing? kind of vibe and do I need help with this you know so I hope that was helpful for you guys prepare your mind if you do anything prepare your mind please please it's so important your body will thank you I'll talk to you guys in a few days we're going to be chatting about preparing your body next see you then